Hey everyone, welcome to Living in the Question podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Elena. And we are here today to do another episode. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on for me personally, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And there's also a really crazy synchronicity that just happened as we started the episode. So maybe we should start off just telling what just happened. So I'm just going to start off. Do you want to say hi first? Hi. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest shit just went. The weirdest shit just happened. I'm still kind of like, like body chills. Yeah, a little discombobulated. So I got this new deck. Um, I think it was, yeah, last week on Saturday. So exactly today, a week ago, I got this deck that I was like feeling really called to. And I can kind of tell the story about it a little bit later. But I... I've been doing school, so me and Elena are recording on my lunch break for school right now, and I've been doing school, and towards the end of my school, right before lunch, I started feeling, like, really drawn to the deck that I just bought, and I was like, I really need to pull a card, like, I'm feeling like, what, whoever this guide is or entity that's, like, speaking to me through this deck is, like, pulling me to pull a card right now, and so I pulled a card, and I pulled two cards, and one of them was... It's called Bridget, and it's number three, and it's this goddess um, with, like, a feather headband. She has some symbol drawn on her third eye, and she is holding, I don't know, does that look like a fox or a... It's a, like, like a, a wolf puppy. fox, wolf. <clears throat> like, puppy. <laughs> yeah, and she's holding it in her arms, <clears throat> and then she has, like, a a stick with some flowers on it that she's holding and some symbols in the background, so... I pulled this card and was reading about it, and then Elena walked in, and she goes... Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) This deck is called The Goddess Temple, Mm -hmm. and it's by Sarah Perini and Elena Albanese. Oh, hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey, Elena. Um, But I came into Sadie's house, and she had this deck. It wasn't sitting next to her or anything. It was put away Mm -hmm. on, on her entertainment center. And I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, you got a new deck. And she's like, yeah, I did. I've been feeling so called to that deck. I actually just pulled a card out of that deck. And I'm like, oh, wow, what? So I walked over there. I'm like, we have to do a card on the podcast. <laughs> so I bring it over here and I open it up and she's just telling me about it. And I'm just telling shuffling. her how I just pulled a card. Yeah, I shuffled the deck once and then I go to shuffle it again and a card fell out. And typically when that happens, you know, that's your card. Well, I flipped the card and it's, she's like, oh my God, that's the card I just pulled. (laughs) Like just barely. And Elena's like, oh my gosh, full body chill. So that's how we just started the episode today. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. The card was just sitting on the top of the deck or the bottom. I Uh literally shuffled it. Yeah. Then went to shuffle again and dropped one. (laughs) And it was that one. And it flew out. (laughs) <laughs> freaking shot out oh, it's like hey this is yours it's like hey read this right now again mm-hmm. but anyway again. so there's a couple different sections so yes yeah, so the number three I think it's like number one through seven or one through nine on that section that are the cauldron of the goddesses of the wheel so this is the card that we pulled is number three. So it's one of the goddesses that's on the wheel. And the wheel that they're talking about is, so it's like an ancient wheel that they used in like Egyptian culture. Like back in the day, I was reading at the beginning of this. And this, 
this was another synchronicity around this deck. Should I just talk about yeah, I the hear, deck right now, yeah. how it happened? Or do you want to read the card? No, let's hear it. Then we'll read the card. Okay. So I had this feeling the other day that I really needed to Palo Santo my house. And I was telling Odin, I was like, let's Palo Santo the house. And he's like, okay. So I was searching for my Palo Santo. I know I have like three sticks of Palo Santo somewhere and I could not find them anywhere. And I was like, okay, we're just going to go to the crystal store. And I've been feeling like I need a new deck. So for the last couple weeks, I keep feeling like I need to go to the crystal store. But each time I've tried to go, it's closed or it's been the holidays. So it's closed on weird days or there's just always been something that's happened where I can't go to the crystal store on the day that I want. So finally, I was like, we need Palo Santo. I want a new deck. Let's go. So we got in the car and we went there. We got our Palo Santo and our incense. And then we were walking over to the decks and... I was kind of teaching Odin like how to feel into which deck um, he likes and which one do you want to pull a card from? And we sat down and pulled a couple cards from a couple decks. And it's interesting because usually when I'm looking for a new deck, how it's been for me is I'll go in and I'm immediately drawn to a deck and I, I pick it up and it feels like it's glued to my hand. Like it's, it's literally glued to my hand. I can't let go of it. And I feel like, okay, this is my deck. I need this deck. This time it wasn't that experience, so it was weird for me because I walked in, I looked at all the decks, me and Odin pulled some cards from probably like three or four different decks, and then the very last deck that I pulled from, I was like, huh, there's something about that deck I'm kind of interested in. That's how I felt about it initially. Opened it up, pulled a card. The card didn't really speak to me, but I put, I just like put it back on the shelf and I was like, okay. And as I stuck it back on the shelf, I had this feeling of like, I'm leaving something behind. And I just kind of brushed it off and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't spend the money on the deck anyway. So then I went to the cash register, paid for our incense, Palo Santo, and again, felt like, oh, I'm forgetting something, like just that feeling. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Brushed it off again. Got in the car, gave Odin like the Palo Santo because he wanted to hold it and got in the car, buckled him up, went to drive away and again, had that same feeling, brushed it off again. Then went to literally drive out onto the main road and everything was screaming at me like, you forgot something. (laughs) You need that deck. Go back. Get the deck. You need it. And it was just like screaming at me. I couldn't pull out onto the road. And I was like, Odin, I got to go back in. (laughs) So I turned around, (laughs) went back to the store and went back inside. And as I walked in, the lady's like, did you forget something? And I started laughing and I was like, yeah, I, I need this deck. It's calling to me. Even just her comment was like so yeah, synchronistic. She, I was like, okay. Yeah. So went and got the deck and then I got in the car and I just felt this like overwhelming peace. Like even talking about it, my ears are ringing right now. Like I just felt this overwhelming like, oh, like I'm good now. Like I'm settled now. Like I needed it for some reason. And it's interesting because the cards don't really even go into like deep detail. But then I I didn't read like the little preamble of the book um, the day that I got it. I read it a couple days later and it's talking about like the Egyptians and how there was like this sacred wheel that they used. And the, the second I read the word Egyptian, I got this flashback of my past life regression Mm-mm. because my past life regression um, that I had a while back was I was basically like this wise sage in Egypt and I was like helping to bless the Pharaoh's children. And like, I have this, the second I read the word Egyptian, I had this intense, like, 
just like download of like I I know this wheel like I know what this is it was so weird because I have no idea what it is but like my soul knows it so it was really interesting Mm -hmm. so every time I've been feeling called to this deck it just feels like like usually I'll feel like oh we need to pull a card but there's something different about this feeling when I want to pull a card out of this deck it's different and I, I don't even know how to put words to it, but it's a different kind of pull. I don't know. So, interesting. And then all this happened. So now Elena's going to read the card. It's number three, and it's called Bridget. Just so crazy. I still can't believe I came in and pulled. I, like, mm-hmm. it's the first thing I noticed. Oh, you got a new deck? Yeah. Let me I'm pull like, a card. Hmm. Freaking the one that you pulled falls out of the middle of the deck. Just barely. That's so <laughs> weird. So there's a first... There's a first part. It says Bridget's segment. <clears throat> Goddess of Imbolc, the pagan holiday of the 1st to 2nd of February, the period of the awakening of the first fire contained under the earth after the long winter of light and the sacred flame and of white nutritious milk. Mm-hmm. On the wheel of the year, the season is associated with the northeast direction and the archetype of the maiden goddess. Her color is white. On the wheel, she is opposite, complete, opposite and complementary to the segment of the mother goddess. Mm. and then hers says she brings you healing reawakening joy intuition creativity poetry alchem alchem al I, alchemical yeah yeah fire inspiration mm-hmm. fantasy imagination integrity and purity of your soul mm. see that's literally all that's that it. they give you mm-hmm. so it's interesting to me because like all my other decks are like these long descriptions of of what it is, right? So I'm still oh kind of trying to get into the vibe of this deck, but it's like huh. every time I read from another deck, I have to like reread it ten times. Do you want to read it again? Um, or do you feel yeah. okay? I mean, now we can read it again. Now I gotta find it again. Uh-huh. Hold on. You're good. There's like eight different languages in that book. Yeah, there are. Better. She brings you healing, reawakening, joy, intuition, creativity, poetry, all chemical fire. That's all. That's not. That's it. it. Let me see. All all. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. But there's no way all chemical. Yeah, it is. All chemical fire. Inspiration, fantasy, imagination, integrity, and purity of soul. Mm -hmm. So this brings us into our awareness check in. I can start. Let's hear it. I feel like I'm right in that place. Mm. So it's interesting that card is coming up because what I'm aware of is the connection to all of reality. And it sounds so weird to say it like that, but that's what it is. Like <clears throat> I've been in this place um, over the last couple weeks, probably. I just feel really tapped in. Like I'm so aware of Okay, here's here's an example. I was doing my meditation group with some of my members of my class and the meditation was getting really deep and intense for me. And I was like, whoa, like this is intense. Like I could, it was like hard for me to be in it. So I had to open my eyes for a second to pull myself out. And as I opened my eyes, I saw it was raining and I was in my car and I saw a raindrop on my windshield traveling very slow, connecting to other raindrops. And like right after I opened my eyes, it like connected to two small raindrops and then just like shot down the middle of my windshield. And everything in my body was like, yes, that's how I feel. Like it's all connected. Mm -hmm. 
And it's in that, like in every way, like, you know, as I'm walking and like feeling a certain emotion, then like a bird flies by and like sings a little song. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, (laughs) it's all connected in that way. And I'm just like, whoa, it's kind of wild. And even in the way of this might sound crazy to a lot of people, but I'm sure I'll talk about it more, you know, in the coming episodes, because it's real for me right now. But Since I was really young, I've always been really connected to spirits and like ghosts and, you know, all of that stuff. And lately it is like on overdrive. I'm having like all these experiences that, you know, like the other day I literally watched somebody walk in front of me that wasn't there. I'm seeing like shadow figures. I'm having like, like when I feel bad energy, I can really feel the bad energy. I can determine between like when my dad's talking to me versus when a different guide is talking to me versus when this goddess deck, whatever deity or, you know, guide is speaking to me through this deck, it feels different than the other ones. Like I'm just so aware of all of those things. And it's, it's a lot and makes me want to smoke, (laughs) makes me want to smoke my vape or go buy a vape. I've been noticing that too. Like, because of all the connection and how connected I feel, it like becomes too much to where I'm like, okay, like I need something to to like, to take me away from it because it's all a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to navigate through that place right now Wow. of all of it. And yeah, my old tendencies, right. Mm -hmm. And choosing a different way to navigate. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that right there is a lot of my, Mm -hmm. I'm becoming aware of stories in my own head and my own body that are so ingrained that I'm not even aware of them. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I became aware of a super crazy one that somebody else um, told me like, Mm -hmm. wait, why are you saying that? That's not how it is for me at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit like mind blown you know I oh my god I've been I've been thinking like you're telling a story of how you perceive it when that's not how like I could tell I would perceive okay I'm gonna act in this certain way or make sure these certain three things are done so this person doesn't get frustrated Mm -hmm. and then I'm like oh hey I'll make sure that these three things are done so that when you get here we're good and they were like that's not their experience Mm. but they're aware of the work that I'm doing and so they are helping me like Mm -hmm. no hey by the way like if those two things aren't done it's not gonna affect yeah anything for me right and I was like wait what it's like you're telling yourself a story of the reality when that's not really the reality reality. it's like you're attaching to the story it's a story that I've told myself that Mm. led to resentment hate because I was putting pressure on myself right because I was thinking that this person needed or wanted this certain thing Mm -hmm. so it was like oh well I hate you because you're making me feel stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. but in reality I was like I was putting that on them right Right. It wasn't even theirs. It it's was like my story. Yeah. 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 So I'm being hyper aware of stories. And then mm. yesterday I was talking to um a friend of mine and she was like, she, her and her husband had gone to um therapy. And I asked her, 
hey, did you guys end up going to therapy? And she's like, yeah, we went three times and it helped so much. Like, but we figured our shit out. She's like, it was crazy to be there because, and she brought up the stories. She's like, I was telling him things through the therapist sitting right there that I felt like I had told him. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing for you. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, oh my God, it's like, I didn't tell her this part, but I was just like, in my own head, I was like, that's weird. Cause I'm becoming aware of my stories right? that I I thought everybody knew. Yeah. No, they're in my own head. Mm -hmm. Hers were in her own head. She was able to relay them to her husband through a therapist. Mm -hmm. And then last night I had a dream about my dad and Mary and they were frustrated at each other. And I was telling each of them, I was like, dad, you have a story in your head of what Mm -hmm. Mary's expecting from you, but that might not even be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's know? like you're aware of like your own transference and the stories that you make because of your own experience. Right. And on other people. Mm. So in any relationship, whether that's my mom, my dad, my sister, my friend, <clears throat> like any relationship, we all have stories. Right. Like, oh, if I don't show up for this person in this way, then they're going to be this, 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 and this. Right. And then it's like, it causes anxiety in your own body mm-hmm. and makes you fret mm-hmm. when it's not actual, like, it's not yeah. even real. Right. Right. So I'm becoming aware of stories mm, and it's huge. really trippy, but it's made me question how much of my reality is actually reality. Dude. It's weird living in the question you're in that space Mm -hmm. and that is such a beautiful space to be in because like you're open to healing Mm -hmm. right it's like the possibilities are endless it's like huh oh shit what other lies am I what yeah and you're willing to look at them and recognize them like I'm willing but some of them but some of them are still hidden grains that you don't even know what they are but you'll recognize the ones that you're supposed to recognize for now. And then you'll come back to this again, cycles, right. And recognize the deeper ones and you'll just keep going layers deeper. Right. So this kind of brings us then into our topic today, which is all about just like relationships. Yeah. And what, so Elena actually brought up this topic. And so do you want to talk about what made you like want to talk about this topic? Yeah. Kind of what brought it up for you and we can start there. Yeah. I can do that. I've, I mean, it's no secret. I've talked about it on the podcast, but I got divorced this year and left my husband of seven years and things got crazy and wild. And now things are shifting again. And um, the whole numerology thing trips me out because now like, it seems like every time shit's about to change I'm like constantly seeing fives and and I don't know if I'm just hyper aware of fives or what Mm -hmm. but it just feels like they're just popping up like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah like not even looking around and then even when I pulled onto your street I'm just driving and I happen to just look at a mailbox haven't looked at a mailbox the entire Mm -hmm. way and then it's five 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 north and I'm like hey like I know I'm not looking for this but it just appears Mm -hmm. And it's like everything in my body is like, no change, no change, no change. Mm -hmm. Because fives signify change. Mm -hmm. And, but then I'm like, wait, no, my life is already changing. Yeah. And it's beautiful because it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. But as far as relationships, like him and I have kind of been talking and we're kind of dating again. And it's mind blowing because I was not there. Like I, we got divorced, you know? But it's like it, the relationship is shifting. Yeah. 
And it's like, again, the stories like you were talking about. Yeah. Mm. Like it's just shifting and it's like, oh my God, like I'm noticing the ways that I played into all of it. My own anxiety and my own mental tension Mm -hmm. was a lot on my own stories that I projected. Right. You know? So this kind of comes into the question I wanted to ask too, to start this topic is like, What does being in relationship with somebody mean? Whether it's, you know, a partner, whether it's a lover, whether it's a family member, a friend, like what does being in relationship with somebody mean? And I think a lot of it is that like fully being with somebody and recognizing like what's theirs and what's yours and like what you are putting on them, right? It's like, that's so easy to do in relationship to put your stories on somebody else because you have your own transference your own you know reaction to whatever happens based on your past right so it's like honestly that's what being in relationships means is like you know if you're not aware of all those things then relationships can go really haywire but when you can be aware of them it's it takes on like a different meaning I feel like right and when you have two people who are aware of them yeah you know what I mean yeah it's like, okay, if I'm feeling stressed at work and I'm feeling stressed in my personal life and I'm feeling stressed as a mom and all these things. And then Sadie's texting me like, Hey, when can we record the podcast? And it's mm-hmm. like, I could feel in my body anxiety and be like, God, she knows that I'm going through a lot or like, I'm yeah. not saying this. Happening, no, I know. But yeah. Just as an example. Right. And it's like, but, but she's not though. Like mm-hmm. that would be pressure I'm putting on you. Right that's reflecting back to me and right. causing anxiety in my own body mm-hmm. but I'm able to blame you for it uh-huh. and in reality you have it's no like deflection idea. yeah yeah but it's it's that it happens so often yeah that like I'm just challenging everyone just notice if you feel any negative emotion from another person if they ask you to go to lunch and you feel all insecure in your body because you know they're going to be pissed if you say no or or you, you think can't. you know they're yeah. gonna be you think yeah. you know mm-hmm. that's the thing is you think you know yeah you know how so, much of that is your own shit that's what I was through gonna them say. mirroring back to you right so whenever you have a strong reaction in in any form of relationship I think it is very very important in every person's own healing journey to stop whenever you have a strong reaction and be like okay why am I having this strong reaction? Live in the question with it. You don't have to know, Mm -hmm. but why am I having this strong reaction? What does that mean? You know, is this person really like making me feel that way? Or is it because I have this feeling about being around this person, being around this person brings me anxiety. Is that why I'm putting this on it? You know, all of those questions, like you don't have to have an answer, but just like asking yourself those questions is huge. Right. And it makes you, when you do that and can just stop and recognize your strong reaction and live in the question about it, it like makes you be able to show up totally differently. It does. You can stop and show up in a totally different way. You're more present. You're more vulnerable. Maybe you're more aware of your shit and, you know, not putting the story on them. So you can show up in a totally different way. Right. You know, I totally believe that. Um, Another thing of... Um, talking about like relationships and stuff too well do you want to talk about kind of like how I don't know do you want to talk about that like how um attacking the family unit like that whole thing do you want to go into that yeah so in the Mormon religion and I'm sure several others 
the family <clears throat> unit, like being a married couple, having children is the strongest unit that there is. And I, I still believe that it really is. Like when so, you have a tight knit family, you mm-hmm. can't mess with that. So and as I was researching about this, it doesn't just come from the Mormon religion. It's literally in the Bible. Right. That that is. Right. Like that's the unit. Yeah. The family the unit, the, unit that the family is. tie, like is the strongest thing. So then like the adversary or the devil or whatever you want to call it, like you were just saying, attacks the family unit. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happened. Yeah. Life. And I, I fell into, I really feel like the whole last year of my life, I fell into a shame cycle. Mm -hmm. And as far as frequencies are concerned, shame is the lowest frequency a person can feel. Mm -hmm. The lowest vibe is shame. Yeah. You know, like self-loathing. You get stuck in it so easily. I embodied that so heavily. Yeah. So much self-hatred just based off of my own my own childhood and then also I feel like it was passed down to me from my dad yeah maybe I mean maybe a little from my mom not blaming them but just but you took it on through their own shit yes. yes and me being so connected to my dad and so so similar to him in the ways that I think mm-hmm. in my mind and stuff I would I would say several times last year like I could see why and how my dad was an addict yeah. for so long because he just needed to shut the entity off. Yeah. But at the time I wasn't aware that it was an entity. It was something so dark and evil that attached to me. Right. I literally picture it like just like a growing dark devilish tree like tree mm-hmm. roots that just att- touch you on the knee and then they yeah. just crawl up your body if you let them well when you talk about like being stuck in the mud like that's what that is that's what that is it's a shame it's just the... beating yourself up yeah. and I beat the shit out of myself I yeah. felt like I was a piece of shit for so long yeah couldn't figure out why I was so unhappy you know and like fast forward to where I'm at now I'm in a completely different place mentally mm-hmm. and all of it to where I was able to finally separate myself, you know, um, it's crazy because I, like my life went haywire for that entire year. Mm -hmm. 2022 was since we started this podcast, you guys, if you've been listening all this time, like you've heard all of it, this is, that was the hardest year of my entire life. Yeah, Like it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. It was last month. Yeah. last month and the year before you yeah know? like but you're in a new space now it's like you've shifted where I'm at right now it's like I had to go through all of that mm-hmm. to get where I am and I'm grateful for 100%. it it's like a dark night of the soul right and so now I'm catching myself when I when I want to fall into the shame mm-hmm. but it's like no that's not me but I wasn't able to separate <laughs> myself from it yeah until you had I to be in it through all of that yeah. I literally wanted to die yeah I covered it up like I was so happy and finding myself. No, I was fucked up. I was yeah. crying constantly. Yeah. Every day I was crying. Cash yeah. was just like, mom, why are you crying? This is yeah. every night. And it, I was bawling every night and yeah. I could not shake my shit. I was yeah. in it. But then yeah. when I became, when I started to come out of it and started to get close with the people that I had pushed away, like my sister and maybe recognizing your own shit you know and I think starting you've to work on the that yeah and take accountability and right. realize that's not me yeah but 
in realizing that it wasn't me and the entity was not a part of me Mm -hmm. it's it's a weird dynamic because it's like in that moment I became in relationship with the entity that attached itself to me yeah Mm. for so long yeah it's because you are in relationship you're not you're not recognizing the shame and so afraid of feeling it anymore you've literally felt it been in it felt it went through it and it's like okay like I've moved through that now. Right. So it's like you're in relationship with it now because and it doesn't you have allowed me. yourself to be in it right. in relationship with it. Right. And through that it can't yeah. consume. Right. Right. And I still see it in my dad and everything. And and um in my dad's case, it's gone from addiction to like narcissism. Yeah. Because he has so much shame. Yep. He says he doesn't but he does. It's just so, but he's not in relationship. That's why he's saying he's he's not because not in relationship with it yet. Yeah. So, yeah, but it took, it took a lot to get out of that. So I'm having this, like this, like download right now for everybody who's listening. Like, I think this can be the thing that we try to work on throughout the next couple of weeks is recognizing when you have a strong reaction to something Mm -hmm. and when you want to push it away. Right. And actually allowing yourself to be closer to it or let it in a little bit more, be in relationship with it in a new way. It can change everything. Right. Well, so just holding it. Yeah. Holding it like a baby. Or holding it until you can't anymore. Right? right. It's like sometimes like it's too much to handle to like step into something that's uncomfortable, but allowing yourself to like be in it for a second and like hold it as long as you possibly can. It's like, okay, an example is like, I'm getting way better at it now, but my crying problem, I've talked about it before. I have a hard time crying right now where I'm at in life. I don't like I've been letting it come out and it's coming up in the most random times, but I'm letting it be. But like before when I would feel the sensation of like crying or like, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry immediately. My my first instinct is shut it down, shut it down. But I was aware that I wanted to shut it down. Yes. So I started to linger there a little bit longer linger there and let the feeling of I'm gonna cry be there a little bit longer before shoving it down and eventually hallelujah I'm in this place now where I'm in relationship to crying and I it's even weird for me to say that because (laughs) that has never been my existence but I'm here now just because I allowed myself to touch it Mm -hmm. and to be there a little bit Mm -hmm. and so if there's anything like that in any of your lives you know Think about that and stop and allow yourself to be there for a second. And then if you don't want to be there any longer, then drop it. Yep. If you want to go out of your way to practice this, you can think of a time when you were young or, or something that you're not proud of. Yeah. Like for instance, in sixth grade, when I told this kid, Zach, that you're a zit face, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I've dealt with that. I felt that I've cried about calling him that. Yeah. I know that hurt. Yeah. You know, right. this poor kid had severe acne and I called him a zit face. Yeah. That's mean. It is mean. I'm laughing because it's just it's such so a child mean. thing that we do is like this, like being mean to being other mean, kids. But I know, you know every single one of us has a, a memory of feeling not enough or yeah. a memory where they bullied someone else like I did in mm-hmm. sixth grade when I said that to him Yeah, and sat there and cried about it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Felt it. That's, that's what we mean by like, hold it. Like if there is a painful memory you have sit in it, if it brings you to tears, freaking feel it. Cause yeah. once you can feel it and release it from your body through tears or mm-hmm. just holding space for it and like yeah. sitting in the muck of it, yeah, the shame and being like, 
oh man, I was a piece of shit little mm-hmm. kid for a minute, like calling him that, that was not okay. But also yeah. I was a kid, yeah. like having compassion for that part of you, yeah. you know? Like, you gotta feel it to heal it. Feel it to heal it. We we need to make sure. To <laughs> yeah, we're that. going to one it's day. So we keep much. saying it, but yeah, I'm gonna so write it down cliche. again because I love it. Yep, it's real. Feel the heal. Feel it to it's heal. Some it. Badass logo. Uh huh. <laughs> I love it. I can see it now. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that's a huge part of it too. I'm glad you brought up the compassion part because have compassion for the part of you that wants to run away. Right. You know, when you're like trying to sit in those hard moments, like have compassion for that part of you that doesn't want to sit in it because that's also real. Right. That's also part of it. Yeah. You can be aware of it and still not want to do it, Yeah. you know, but have compassion for that part of you. And like I said, just allow yourself to touch it for a second and then you can let it go and go back to your old ways of shoving aside if you want to. But each time it comes back up, you're going to if you start to do this, you're going to be able to like allow yourself to be in it a little bit longer and a little bit longer till now where I am with crying, like something so stupid happens and I'm bawling like my friend the other day. Okay, this is a good example. I went to dinner with some of my friends for one of my friend's birthdays and um, my friend just had a baby and it's their first child and they walked in with their newborn and seeing her with her newborn we were literally at dinner with all my friends and I started crying because it was so beautiful and I was like that is so beautiful to just see like you know first time parents with Mm -hmm. their little newborn like now I'm at that place where I'm like letting it be there and it's actually really beautiful yeah and you know know? it affected her in a positive way yeah she's probably like stop it (laughs) right so it's just those little moments really do like mean everything I think they do you know right in your path to healing and there we had a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about we're going to make that a different episode because I feel like all of this can be a totally different episode. Yep, I agree. We wanted to go into like monogamy and what that means and, you know, just the origins of marriage and how all of that started. And we did some research on it, but we will do that on a different episode because I think we talked about what we needed to talk about. Right. You know, is there anything else that you're thinking about that you want to talk about or share? Or... Well, just, just in religion, like, the family unit in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, I just know it from religion because I grew up Mormon, but yeah, the family unit is, is super tight knit and there's going to be a ton of, but my mom calls it the adversary too. Yeah. She says that it's the lost angels, the mm-hmm. angels that chose to go with the devil Yeah, and, you know, away from God mm-hmm. who are sitting there like firing little darts at you yeah. from every which angle. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that view. Yeah. That's a very like religious view. Right. It's like in religion, that's what they teach. Right. Which that makes sense. That makes sense to them. You know, right. that's the and way that's they fine. view it. But it's in a way it makes sense. It like doesn't it's a feel story. Like that. That's a story. A story. Mm. And I don't know if it's true or not. None of yeah. us know if it's true or not. We can say we oh, we have these feelings and know for a fact that things mm-hmm. are true, but that experience is different for everybody. Right. But in my head, at least for today and right now where I'm at, I feel like we each have hell and heaven within us. Yep. And non-duality. Yes. Mm. We literally came here 
to experience the broad spectrum, the broad of spectrum of, of every emotion and every frequency. That's our humanness. To mm. you know, mm. oh, I love that. The highest, yeah, love, compassion, and freedom, and all of it. You know, right? and like that's why we're here. We're not here. Oh, you should be feeling happy. Like on our episode last weekend, yeah. we're banning the word "should." Mm-hmm. No, we shouldn't feel any certain. Way we just feel what we do and we choose to either be aware of it or shove it away right what would the point of being here be yeah if we were just happy all the time see that's the view too I just had this realization that's what I don't like about that view you just explained too of the fallen angels and all of that because it makes room for shame right it makes room for oh the adversary is attacking me I must be doing something wrong right when well, actually, my mom would say, no, it's because you're doing right that it attacks you. Right. But I just think those little but it's fears both. and shame spirals happen yeah. anytime. Yeah. I'll just, so when earlier when you were talking about when you're aware of like, oh, I need to polish onto my house and mm-hmm. you can feel energies and you can feel whether they're dark or light. Yeah. I'm in that too. Yeah. I can feel when there's presence around yes. and, and if it's dark or if it's light. Or and if you need to give your energy to it or not. Or not. Mm. Yes. Or I can just say, yes, I know like there's like devilish energy here. Mm-hmm. It's doing its job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But no, thank you. Yeah. You know, but it can, it can like, um, come to fruition in really weird ways. Like yeah. randomly I'll just be driving and then I'll start getting intrusive thoughts. Yep. And it's like, wait, oh wait, no, that's not me. Mm-mm. Like that's just probably a presence trying to get me. Yeah. A presence or something. some random thought that is just going through your mind that you literally don't have to attach to either. Yeah. You don't have to attach you to know, it. You know, it's just like, or, oh. or a shame thought of, oh my God, I don't want to see this certain person. Cause they're going to think this, 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 right. Like, no, actually like that doesn't matter for one, two, I don't have to attach to that thought. And three, that's a story I'm telling myself through mm. a person. Mm. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't have to attach to it. That's like, yeah, that's the beauty. You don't have to attach to any thought that appears and they do. No, just I appear. love this. Yeah. I love this conversation. I think stories are a real thing for all of us. They are. You know, it, it, it like helps keep us safe to tell a story and to have an answer, right? Living in the question here, it comes again, like right. to have a story gives you like a definite end or like an answer to yeah. what whatever the story is you know or whatever this feeling is like having a story helps you to do that and I think a way to become aware of your story if you're curious is maybe sit down and journal for a second and write like you're writing to somebody else and write, yeah hi my name is Elena this is how this I feel about you me. yeah Okay. And start writing about yourself. Yeah. Every single one of those sentences is a story. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe write a full page and read it and be like, wait, is any of that stuff actually me? Or are these just things I've attached to? Yeah. And just like, or if you're myself. having a really strong reaction to something, maybe sit down and write it all down and all the reasons why you're having the strong reaction and try to like get it all out on a page and then let it go, look at it and read it and be like, I'm sure you will be like, whoa actually that's a story that's not true for me like when you can read it in that perspective in like a you know an outsider perspective when you can read something like that it's like actually none of that's true (laughs) you know like that happens a lot for me Mm -hmm. like whoa actually that's not how I feel but like getting it out I think is the conduit to like recognize those things you know to even see it because they're so deeply ingrained right subconscious right 
it's the way we've always operated. Yep. So let's all choose to try and operate differently. I just looked at my at my computer and it said forty two twenty two right yeah. as I looked. So right. there we are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love this. The stories that we tell ourselves. So recognize your stories throughout these next couple weeks and also try to sit for a little bit longer in your strong reactions or your feelings to certain things and see what comes up for you. Mm, I'm excited. Me too. And reach out to us. Let us know how it goes. Let us know what topics you guys are liking us talking about. If you have any questions, if you want us to dive into anything, email us. Our email is living in the question podcast at at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's just living in the question pod. You can follow us. We're trying to get better at our Instagram, (laughs) trying to figure out better ways to post because me and Elena have a very strong reaction to Instagram. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's one for us to look at, right? (laughs) We don't want to, but we're going to try to tap in for a second. (laughs) But yeah, so reach out to us on there. Email us, like, review, subscribe. Also, word of mouth is the best way to spread podcasts. So if you guys are listening to this and there's anybody that you think could benefit from this conversation, like please share it with them or just let them know, hey, there's this podcast I'm listening to because that is literally the best way to grow podcasts. Yeah, thanks for that. So yeah, thank you. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening this far and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.